I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. There's some low-hanging fruit in your business that can help you increase your monthly recurring revenue without getting new customers. I'm going to explain exactly what it is, how to determine if this is an opportunity for you, and what to do to recover this revenue. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. Well, hey friend, it has been a little while since I've recorded a podcast episode. Many of you all know I have had a respiratory illness for going on eight weeks now. I just kept thinking it was going to go away and unfortunately it hasn't. So we're doing all the things we are currently, as I speak to you, getting our house tested for mold and other air quality issues because something has got to give. But I need to get episodes to you. So we're going to record this anyways, under less than ideal circumstances for two reasons. One, I'm still coughing. Thankfully, you probably won't hear that because I have amazing editors for this podcast. And secondly, I am missing a key piece of this microphone. My three-year-old was in here yesterday. And when I got in here, I could no longer find this piece to my microphone that helps with the sound. And I literally have no idea what he did with it. He's probably stashed it somewhere in the toy closet. So we'll figure that out at some point. My audio quality may not be as good for these next few episodes, but that's okay. The show must go on. So today we're going to be talking about a way to really get some low-hanging fruit inside of your recurring revenue or membership business. And this is something that a lot of people just forget about. It's out of sight, out of mind. But I was recently onboarding a new one-on-one client, and we were looking for a way to get some quick wins before we really dive deep into their member journey map and redo their onboarding to start. And one of the things that I realized is that they weren't doing anything for failed payments. So what are failed payments? Failed payments are when somebody has a recurring revenue subscription for a product inside of your business, and their credit card fails for some reason. Sometimes this is due to the expiration date. Sometimes it's due to insufficient funds. Sometimes they cancel that credit card for some reason. For whatever reason, that credit card has not processed. Now, we live in the age of technology, which means that a lot of that is going to be recovered naturally for us. The systems that you use, probably Stripe or something similar, they often will try that payment again over a period of days, and then oftentimes it'll end up processing. The other thing that was recently implemented last year was that if somebody has a new expiration date on their card, but the card number is the same and they have agreed to release this information, then it can automatically update that expiration date to their latest expiration date. 
So we're getting a lot less failed payments across the board, but they still exist. And if you're not doing anything for them, this is a really easy way to get monthly recurring revenue back into your business. So where do you start if you want to start addressing failed payments? Well, we always start with the data whenever we can. You all know that I am big fans of data and this is no different. So here are the questions that I would ask you if you were one of my clients. What percentage of your monthly and annual cancellations can be attributed to failed payments? We call these involuntary cancellations. We have our voluntary, which are people who are willingly clicking the cancel button and going through the cancellation process. Then we have involuntary. These are the people who have lost access because of a failed payment. So what percentage are due to failed payments versus voluntary cancellations? That'll give you a good indication as to how big of a problem this is in your business. So then you want to ask how much monthly recurring revenue is that or annual recurring revenue? You really want to get an idea of the financial, the revenue impact that not addressing failed payments or not having a good failed payment process is having on your business. I talk about this a lot. In fact, we have an episode on high impact, low impact, high effort, low effort, like how to decide what to prioritize that matrix that I talk about. And in that, we talk about knowing the impact that a project can have on your business. So you may be going, how do I know if I'm supposed to address failed payments? Well, this is how you know. You look at what percentage of your cancellations are involuntary, and then you look at the impact that that has on your monthly recurring revenue. Because you know how much time and effort it's going to take for your team to do this and put the effort in. And then you can look at how much it would actually save you on a monthly basis. And then the other metric that you want to look at is what percentage of failed payments are you actually recovering? So some people I know are recovering 60 plus percent of their failed payments. And then some people I know are recovering less than 30% of failed payments. We really want to make sure that we are getting more than half of our failed payments recovered. I really like to see it more in the 70% range. And this can be the case of people actually going, you know what, I actually just want to cancel. And that's fine. We're going to move them into that voluntary cancellation box, but we will note that we've addressed that failed payment. What I don't like is seeing a whole bunch of people that are just involuntary churning out of the membership without ever actually contacting you and saying, I want to leave. So the failed payment process is trying to get them to a point of decision as well. I would rather hear from you and know that you're voluntary canceling than to never know and to just have this mystery of your payment failed. Maybe you still wanted access to the program. So what we're going to be looking at is what percentage of cancellations are involuntary, which are due to failed payments. How much is that in monthly recurring revenue or annual revenue? What's the financial impact of that? And then how well are we doing right now of recovering failed payments? Really looking at what that opportunity is for improvement. So we want to do this to determine the impact, to determine if it's even worth our effort. And then we also want to make sure that we're establishing a baseline. Because whenever we implement something new, ideally we want to be able to see, did it actually work? And if we don't have baseline metrics, we can't determine if something was actually effective. So make sure that you get those baseline metrics. So there's really a four-step process to get a failed payment process in place. And the first step is to identify. How are we going to identify failed payments? And I was working with this one-on-one client. They use both Stripe and PayPal. And if you use PayPal for any recurring funds, 
you know that it is very, very tricky and complicated. Well, PayPal doesn't really talk well to Kajabi for failed payments for them. And not only did they discover that they weren't communicating with PayPal failed payments, but they also weren't getting their access revoked if their payment wasn't recovered. So we have to ask ourselves the question, how are we going to identify when failed payments happen? And ideally, that is a tagging situation in your CRM, your customer relationship management system, so that you can track that, track recovery, and look at the metrics. So first is identify. The second is communication. Communication. How are we going to communicate with these individuals that their payment has failed? There's four things that we need to look at when it comes to communication. The first is timeline. What is the timeline of communication? And ideally, we have uh, that first day that the payment fails, there's some retries happening. So maybe we don't reach out on day one, maybe we reach out on day two or three. But then you also have like, how long you're going to reach out. I worked with a client once and their field payment process was like 90 days long. Like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. There is such thing as the law of diminishing returns. But we find that it's really hard to recover field payments after the first two weeks after a payment fails. So when we get to day 21, it's time to revoke that person's access and cancel their membership. So you want to think about that timeline and how many outreaches you want to have on that timeline. Then we need to identify the message. And the message can be different depending on the time. What we tend to do is we start out really casual and friendly. And then as we get later into the timeline, it's a lot more serious. So we give them warnings about the things that they're going to lose access to. And we make sure that we're very clear the impact of not getting that payment caught up. Once you have your timeline and your message, you need to determine what your CTA or your call to action is going to be. And this is important. A lot of people forget this step, but it's not always easy for people to be able to update their payment method. And so you need to know for each of your payment channels. So for example, if you use Stripe or if you use PayPal, how people can update their payment method and you want to make this as easy as possible. So that is your CTA or your call to action. And then finally, once you have your timeline and your message and your call to action, then you get to decide on your channels. Most people only send failed payment messages via email. We're not going to do that, are we? Because we know that people put our emails in folders, promotion folders, they end up in spam. A lot of people just don't even check emails, right? So we're going to have a second way that we can communicate with them. All the other ways you can do this could be through a direct message in your community platform. It could be via a text message if you have a way to communicate with them. Some people can even send letters in the mail to people who have a failed payment. So ask yourself what channels can you use other than email to communicate that they have a failed payment. This could also be revoking access to the community. A lot of times that's the first red flag for people revoking access right away to the membership site, or even putting up a banner on their membership site just for them that is showing them a red alert that they have a failed payment. So once you're able to identify failed payments and also identify that they're covered, that's important too, then you have your communication plan in place, then you develop your SOP or your standard operating procedure. Now, if you're in my retain program, you know that you get access to all of my standard operating procedures for retention activities like this. And course, my clients do as well. But if you don't have one, then you need to develop one. And this means that not only are you putting together your communication in a document, but you're also identifying how the tagging works so that everybody on the team knows what tags apply to which stage in this process. So for example, when somebody's payment 
first fails, they should be getting a failed payment tag. But if that payment gets recovered, then we need to know that that payment is recovered and they should be getting a failed payment recovery tag and getting rid of that failed payment tag. And we should also be able to identify if somebody is a voluntary versus involuntary churn. And so when that person who is a failed payment moves into the cancel stage, we want to identify them as canceled due to failed payments. And so understanding all of those tags when they get applied and when all of the messages go out via which channels is really important. So we need that inside of an SOP for the team to be able to follow and for it to be the one source of truth on the failed payment process. So once we have that, we've implemented everything, then we're going to test and measure. We test and measure things so that we can optimize them. We never assume that we're going to get things right or perfect the first time. We always assume that we're just getting a good baseline in place that will allow us to benchmark our metrics to see how we're doing. Things that we might be measuring, for example, are at what point in the timeline do people typically recover their failed payment? So let's say if we knew that we recovered half of our failed payments by day 14 before, is our new goal to recover half of our failed payments by day seven, for example. So we can look at the metrics to see how we're doing to work towards the goal of improving our failed payment recovery process. And we can make tweaks to subject lines or messaging or processes as needed to optimize that process. So if you want to take advantage of getting this low hanging fruit of failed payment recovery implemented inside of your recurring revenue business, you need to start with the data to decide if it's even a project that you should be spending your time on. Then once you decide that it is, you need to make sure that you can identify when payments fail and when they are recovered, that you have very clear communication in place, which includes the messaging, the channels, the call to action, and the timeline. And then you need to put all of that into an SOP, test and optimize with your team. All right. I hope this just brings failed payments to your attention. If you're not paying attention to them, or if you haven't evaluated your failed payment process in a long time, it's my encouragement to you to start taking a look. And for those of you that are using my metrics template, you have a place to track failed payments there. So you should be tracking this on a regular basis to make sure that you're improving your process and to look out for anything that may spike. So if all of a sudden you see a big influx of failed payments, that's important to pay attention to. But all of that is inside of my metrics dashboard. If you don't have access to that, it is a small paid program. It's also a bonus inside of my community training course. But if you go to memberltv.com, memberltv.com, you can get a freebie of a lifetime value and retention calculator at that link. And then that'll give you the offer to get the metrics and that training and dashboard if you're interested in that if you don't have it. All right, friends, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time.